editing work for. Like we actually talked on the phone a couple weeks ago yep. and it was really positive. And he said he was going to get back to me after he talked to some people. And like, I haven't heard back from him and I emailed him like after about a week. And I'm like, people are busy. I understand that. And maybe he just doesn't want to work with me, which is also fine. Just a, like a yes or no, man. Just let me know. I completely understand. And I think that that's a really good place to start. Yes. Because what I want to talk about on this ramshackle, quick and dirty episode of Feel Free to Deviate Without a Proper Introduction is, I'm not going to use the word failure, triumphs and disappointments in various scales. Yes. And how they make us feel. Well, triumphs make me feel triumphant and disappointments make me feel disappointed. Honestly, those are things that don't affect my brain too much because of my chosen lifestyle or do they i well can can i can i can i just can i just put forth the proposition that these things are cumulative yes and you can say don't sweat the small stuff but when your life is a seemingly never-ending string of small stuff there comes a breaking point i think that that came to light quite prominently in the COVID period, because all of a sudden you're locked in with all your small stuff all the time. If your world gets smaller, then you're more likely to notice all the small stuff. But also in normal everyday life, these things start to add up. And some, yeah, some people can brush it off. But what I'm saying is that I think that I am at a point where I'm not brushing things off. <laughs> I, I think that's fair for you to not be rushed. Like you, you know, you have a family, man. Like you, you, you feel like you need a job for your family. And that's a lot of stress. Even I, dirtbag commie that I am, like, like would not, wouldn't like poo-poo that effect. Like, come on, you know, like, I definitely sweat small stuff, but I think that in part is a tool to not sweat big stuff. I don't really care about my life trajectory. I care about if someone makes me late for something, I get really pissed off. Like, I just hate it when people are rude, even though I'm sure I'm rude to people all the time, you know, but like just little stuff like that. It just like makes me so angry because that contributes to just like this kind of gestalt of terribleness in the world. But within that, like the overall big stuff is just like, eh, we're probably going to be fine. Like probably we'll be fine until we get cancer and then we'll die. Like that's the likely outcome for you and me. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like everybody has cancer now, don't they? Yes. If I'm being overly glib about it, I'm obviously just kind of joking around. But it's not being glib. It's just the reality of things. You know, I realized the other day, well, a while ago, that 10% of the people at my wedding died of cancer. Whoa. What's the um, overall national average for deaths by cancer? I don't know. But still, you started talking about being a dirtbag commie, and I <laughs> and I previously mentioned that there wasn't going to be a proper introduction for this. But I feel like we need to tell say what's going on here. I'm, I'm Jim Turbert. I'm the host of Feel Free to Deviate. You are Ed Mubarak, guest of episode five, I believe. I don't know what it was, but I believe yeah. you were episode five, and here you are again, and we're talking sure because I need a quick and dirty episode because I wasn't able to line up a guest. For this week, a lot of people have been saying no to me lately, which is in a way a failure on my part it is it's a disappointment and a failure, something that we talk about on on the podcast from time to time. Disappointment, yes, failure, no. And also just perplexing to me. Like, I don't understand. I was a bit perplexed as well. Yeah. It's primarily when people say no, is it? it's primarily for uh, personal scheduling reasons or for professional reasons? 
I think that in this case, it's been a variety of things. I talked to one guy and he was like, yeah, sure. When do you want to do it? And then he just kind of ghosted me. And mm -hmm. I'm wondering if it's because he listened to our mutual friend Andrew's episode and I said something bad about Texas. Um, oh. And he's from Texas. <laughs> I didn't actually even say anything bad about it. I just insinuated that I had no desire to ever, ever live there, which I don't. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we could have a discussion about that and it wouldn't be insulting to him or his people, but his people, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know, but, but he's, he, but he's also an incredibly busy guy. And then another, another person who previously said that they were interested in being on said, oh, it's not for me right now. And I'm trying to get a response like, what does that mean? But, right. you know, he's also busy. And <laughs> and then just some, like one guy, I, I think I mentioned this to you earlier. One guy flat out said, I hate podcasts. And you told me that, yeah. <laughs> some other people are just busy right now and, and we're going to do it later in the summer, which is not a failure. That's just later in the summer. But not being able to convince someone to come on and then after they tell you that they ha hate podcasts, you know, and I try to give them the spiel of why they shouldn't think of it like that it's just a, it's just us talking about awesome stuff it feels like a failure but i wouldn't even try to convince people to do it if there's something that like seems like they would be interesting and also interested give them a little like oh no it's cool it's fun blah 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 you know like i was very willing to just like come and do this again just casual style or not casual style because like it's a very unique opportunity to talk to somebody in a little more structured manner like we're having a different conversation right now than we would be if we were just talking on the phone. Yes. Because I know that we're recording it and I know that people are going to listen to it. Yes. It's a different conversational modality in that I'm talking to you, but I'm also thinking about what are you asking for your audience? What are you talking about to your audience? And and the same for me. And so it's like a kind of a brain focuser. It puts you on a little different track, which I think is really nice because you rarely have the opportunity to have any kind of conversational interaction that matters at all or that makes you think at all. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think even for someone, anyone, I think it's a useful exercise just to like see who you are for that one hour. But that's just me. That's But it should be everyone. I, I, <laughs> I, I think that you, you just wrapped it up and that's exactly, that's exactly what I should, I, I might actually paraphrase that to everybody who ever says no to me in the future. I was thinking that there would be far more rejections, but I was expecting responses and I have, I haven't gotten responses from some people, but I, but I also understand that, I don't know if you get these emails, but there's this whole marketing thing now where people are like, Hey, you want to connect later this week about this? Blah, 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 blah. And granted, I'm just asking them to do a podcast, which I guess is the same thing as them asking me to try their stupid software. And maybe they are treating it the same way as me asking them to do the podcast. I think it's really hard to know. Like when I set up my dumb little website, like I started getting SEO spam. Yeah. Like immediately, you know? Okay. And like if I cold email somebody to be like, hey, I like your show. I think I could help you in this way, that way, et cetera. Uh, on the audio side, of course, they're going to think I'm like spam. I sympathize with this more than anything. Like my filter is set so high. Like I'm brick walled, man. It's just like, if I don't know who you are, I do not want to hear from you. Yeah. Period. Now, now, Which, put, imagine if you were a guy who was actually a semi-public personality or involved with a visible company. Then I you're, can only you're, imagine thousands a day, right? It must yeah. be must be crazy. Which is why they aren't responding to me, and I know that, but it still hurts. Of course, I hear so many people talk about the realities of the internet 
attention social media economy and i'm like wah 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 you don't have to partake in it like when people are like you don't oh twitter when people that use twitter all the time like journalists and stuff are like journalists are just, or twitter's just so toxic i'm like well then don't, don't use it and then it's like well if i want to do freelance the only way for me to get work is really to kind of like use that stuff you're just in it and it sucks speaking of small stuff big stuff getting angry and frustrated like that makes me feel angry and frustrated because it's a garbage system that we're all stuck in, and I certainly don't know how to do anything about it. Neither do and I. Having your hand forced for me is very anger-inducing. <laughs> well, the thing is, every every now and then I, I start to get the idea that I'm figuring it out, mm -hmm. and then I realize I'm wrong. Right? What do you think you're figuring out? What what aspect of it? Or Sometimes I, I feel like I'm getting closer to knowing what people will, will respond to. Mm -hmm. And then nobody responds to the fruits of my research <laughs> and, and they, they totally respond to something that I had no idea. Like I just put up because I needed to put something up. Right. And right. I have no idea why they're doing it. I just don't understand. I just don't know. Yeah. I feel like trying to figure that out as an individual is just a path to like madness. It's like I, I if there's like one positive way to spin like all the crappy crap of like social media attention economy stuff there's really nothing better to do than just be yourself this is coming from social media expert ed mubarak so <laughs> yeah, you are definitely you are definitely the guy that people should be asking people are lining up for my opinion on the attention economy <laughs> <laughs> they really are you should write a book i i mentioned before speaking of speaking of triumphs and 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 failures or triumphs and disappointments because it's not a failure it's a disappointment i was offered a job and i haven't accepted it yet and i'm hoping that by the time this podcast is released well i was hoping that i would be employed by this company i was expecting that i was going to be employed by this company but because of my status as a, an international person an american living in the netherlands there have been financial complications that may make it so i will not be able to accept that job that drives me bonkers it's unbelievably frustrating man i'll tell you why for me it would be frustrating i'm <laughs> sure for you it's different like for me it's frustrating because like the reason why it's complicated is so tied up in just like dumb stuff yep. that's like nationalist stuff and rich people stuff and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The stuff that like no human being needs to live a good life and like it's just there making it harder for you to survive. That is, you know, frustrating. That is the root of why I'm disappointed. And uh, I would even go as far as saying angry because the rules that are in place are very old, crusty rules that have nothing to do with an internet economy. This is a remote job. People from all over the world work at this company, and it drives me crazy that there's a possibility that I could lose social benefits in the Netherlands if I take this job from an American mm -hmm. company. Americans often say that you know, things are all free in, in Europe and that it's in the Netherlands. That's not the case. We don't have free health care. Um, everything's not free, but healthcare is subsidized as is childcare. And for, especially for childcare, there's a sliding scale. So even rich people can get subsidized childcare. Mm -hmm. It's just, they get less than I get. And, um, and lots of people get more than I get as all average American working people know 
Childcare is really expensive. So if you lose your subsidy, then you're kind of screwed. We have two days of, of daycare for after school. It's important for us to have that because it's a way to get uninterrupted, focused work done. Right. Whether in employment or in a podcast or in a job search. And if that changes, then it can really screw you up. There's actually a, a controversy right now because a couple of years ago, there, something went drastically wrong with this and a bunch of families got totally screwed over and they had to repay obscene amounts of money and they couldn't do it because they're just like normal working people. And, <sighs> you know, these people with three kids, two kids, whatever, are all of a sudden forced to move into some crappy little place. And mm -hmm. yeah, anyway, this isn't the childcare podcast, but it, it it's <laughs> maybe, it should, maybe it should be, maybe yeah. it should be, maybe it should be. But the, the point is that if I'm forced to take a job that is paid in the U S then I'm going to lose my Dutch social benefits. If I take the job in the U S as a contractor, which is technically an option, I am subject to the crazy Dutch rules of as a, a one-person business, I legally cannot have one client be more than 70% of my income. So I would have to come up with at least two other clients to provide me with 30% of my income, which is a tremendous amount of money. If you're talking about a full-time job and the salary that goes along with that, whether you are a minimum wage full-time job or a, a, a super high-end full-time job, relatively speaking, 30% more on top of that is a tremendous amount of work and money. I have no confidence that I will be able to come up with that level of work. And I don't want to because I'm, yeah, I'm tired. No, I know. It's the, uh, so I might have, the point is I might have to, like, after all this time of being unemployed and after all these interviews and being like being met positively by these people, I'm, I'm faced with the possibility that next week I might have to turn this job down. Right. And it drives me crazy. I also burned a cake. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're bearing the lead here, man. Like this is <laughs> <laughs> the pragmatic side of me is like, okay, then what are, what, what parameters then do you want to work around or, or do you want to work within? Like, should you only get a job? That's a, that's a Dutch job. The, the heartless part of my brain heart continuum is like, Okay, then what's the solution? What will you accept? What won't you accept? Which is not helpful for other people. That's just like, that helps me get things done. Yeah. I, f I feel like you feel like you haven't had a lot of work options. I mean, there are always options. It's just that I feel like I'm in a position where I can be a little bit pickier than I would have been 10 years ago. Right, right, right. Sure. And so this is something that you would like to do? Yes. I mean, it's not my dream job, but it's, it's still... No, no, of course. And, and that's course. another thing, like... So now I'm sweating over this job. It's not really my dream job. It's just something, it's just something that I know that I could do well and it fits my lifestyle. And and you're sick of being somebody without a job. And I'm sick of you. being somebody without a job. I talk to a lot of people who work at the company and I like them. And mm -hmm. that's the situation. Yeah. And so the options kind of seem like take the job and try to make some freelance money elsewhere. Or don't take the job. There are other possibilities, but it doesn't really hinge on me. It depends on what they're willing to do. Ugh, it's so complicated. Like we, it's not Ke awesome. Kelly and I have been like, <clears throat> you know, it's like, I don't want to be the doomsayer, but like, it seems like a very real possibility that like after 2024, I'm just not going to want to live in America anymore. <laughs> and, uh, well, that's harder than you think. 
Well, that's what I'm like. Yeah, man. Just like talking to you about stuff is like, and you're like a middle class person. It's just like, God damn, that is so complicated. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> what a nightmare. And uh, yeah, even listening to um, you and Todd talk about him getting his wife down from Canada, yeah. it's just like, God, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, the American immigration is the worst. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, worst. no, I know it it's the so worst. bad. The it's Dutch so immigration bad. is very similar in the requirements, but you can basically do it all at the same time. Right. You can just like give them a folder full of all the stuff and give them pay all the fees and then it's done. And in America, it's like pay one thing, wait, pay, wait, right, pay, wait. You slip up or make one stupid mistake and you have to start all over, which I think that he said that too. I don't know if it made the episode, but he yeah, had to start yeah. all over with his with his lady because they made one mistake. And yeah, it's just it's yeah. ridiculous. This is another reason why nationalism is bad, but you know, <laughs> well, yeah, different, it's, different podcast. I mean, you see it everywhere. It, it's it, with me on a personal level, but even there, there's a difference between Dutch Netflix and American Netflix, you know, licensing of, of, of freaking <laughs> right. television shows. It's, right, it's right, crazy. Right. It's funny too. Cause it's like, in general, I would like lament, like everything getting more of the same throughout the country and the world. It's like, oh, you're like, everybody has the same McDonald's. Everybody has the yeah, same yeah. Walmart. Blah, 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 blah. But then like. It's like, I think we could, like, Netflix could all be the same, right? It's like, fine. <laughs> and you know what? And I'm, to I'm totally fine with McDonald's being the same, too, because, you know, I never go to McDonald's, so I don't give a crap. Well, it's like, <laughs> McDonald's can all be the same. I just wish there was way, way less of them. Or not McDonald's. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not singling out McDonald's. No, it, it, it's a good example because it is almost literally everywhere. The homogenization like, of, our, of our public spaces is in, indeed, not indeed. fun. So let's say you don't take this job. What what will you do? How will you feel? How I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to feel like I've been wasting more time. That in combination with all these other micro disappointments. Do you want to do you want to talk about some of those? I ha well, I mean a little bit. I mean, I don't want to go I mean, too crazy. This is already <laughs> super interesting. It all adds up in like some days I'm like super bummed out. And today, I wouldn't say I'm bummed out today, but I'm really like if the wrong person talks to me the wrong way today, it's going to go badly. I don't like feeling that way. It's like, like for instance, one, one of the things that I had to do today, this is kind of a micro thing that was made worse because I've, I already had the conversation about finances with these other people to try to figure out how to solve my situation. I talked to the Belasting Deans, which is, it's like the IRS in the Netherlands. It's the Dutch tax authority. And it was Friday afternoon. I'm sure a lot of people are calling before the weekend. They want to know some stuff. So I was on hold for 10 minutes, finally got on, on, on the line with somebody and I started explaining myself and it took me a couple of minutes to explain myself and I'm speaking Dutch. And after I explained myself, she said, maybe I should forward you to the English speaking person. And I, yeah. and, and, then I <laughs> and then I just said, well, can, can I just go on? And if you don't understand me, then we can, then we can go forward. She's like, I think it'll just be faster if you go to the English speaking person. Oh, <laughs> so man. then they put me on hold again for another 10 minutes so I could talk to the English speaking person. Seriously, if someone tapped me on the shoulder at that moment, I probably would have punched him in the face. I was so angry. <laughs> and I know that my Dutch isn't great, but in this situation, I knew what I was saying and I was saying it slowly and I was going through the list. And I understand that it, it's it's frustrating for people to talk to people who talk slowly. Yes. But I, I know that I was saying it correctly. You don't have to justify that being incredibly frustrating. That's obviously like super frustrating. 
I always feel bad because I get angry at people on the phone. And I know they're just people who work for a living. Yep. They're people who don't like their jobs. They're people who like don't make enough money. They probably got kids. They probably pay too much for rent. And still, though, I get super frustrated because it's like, your situation is bad, but also the way that you treat your situation, the way that you make the situation what it is, makes it worse. You know, I was talking to somebody at one of the healthcare agencies in California, uh, California Healthcare. And it was just like, the person I was talking to had this, at, where it's like, you know, third or fifth largest economy in the world, California is, however you want to measure it. None of the agencies are connected. They don't They don't share information. They don't have the same computer systems. So this person was like, oh, you got to call here and call here and check that. I'm like, it sounds like you think I work for you. Right. But like, I do pay taxes in California. Like, you work for me. That's not to, like, accentuate, like, like the, the employer-employee, right? It's just like, your job is to help people that live in your state. They are a service. Yeah. And it's this situation where everyone is so put upon all the time and, like, I have no agency calling them. Another person that has no agency is the person I'm calling. They just go into work. They don't they don't make political decisions. They don't make work decisions. They don't I'm sure similar things happen in the Netherlands, like the person that you were talking to. I don't know, you know, what kind of role that is there, but like it's th that sort of thing, at least on the government level, is not quite as bad as it is in the US. Right. Here it's they do a pretty good job. For instance, they have a nationwide secure login system that spans agencies. All the letterheads are the same. Like, like they've got the whole, like, we're a unified government thing down. That's rad. Yeah. And it's not perfect, but it's so much better than in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, keep in mind, the way the country is constructed is completely different. There are, what, 17 million people here. Mm -hmm. It's a very small country, a very, relatively speaking, small government I mean, well, I, the, the, I'm going to be so bold as to say that having 50 different state governments might be part of the problem. Yes, but I, <laughs> but but given that, even within the states, they're so. It sounds to me like are you are having divided. very very similar problems with the California state government that I have but, had in the past with the U.S. government. Yeah, and these are these same things happen in any government. Like honestly, the older quote older states are even worse. Like. Dude, the state government in New York, if you're dealing with that as a regular person, is Byzantine. It's so, like, they have computers from 1972 or something. <laughs> and it's like, no this way. agency, that agency. No, it, It's just so sclerotic and terrible and Band-Aid over bad Band-Aid over bad Band-Aid. And it's just like, it's New York, man. Like, it's a rich state, relatively speaking. Like, get just it together. It. Just get it together, man. Like, come on, you know? People make, like, the size of the population argument all the time. I don't. I don't buy it, but I, it doesn't seem like it should matter that much. Yeah, it just shouldn't. It just seems. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't. It's not like I have a. I have a blueprint for reform. I just. <laughs> right. It's also like we always talk about education and stuff on the podcast. Like I don't freaking know how to fix anything. Well, but it's so I. But I actually do have a blueprint for reform. <laughs> in in this scope, <laughs> it's like the state. Of California, for example, has like a $60 billion surplus right now. There should be a state office, you know, every goddamn five miles in the state of California. Like, just put offices everywhere and hire people everywhere and let them have like an interface with the state government and pay people to do that. That's the, that's the blueprint. There's nothing wrong with that. 
the choke points are the amount of people working and the agency that they have while they're at work. Those are very fixable things. You you might be correct. I, I can tell I can t- I can tell you that there are here there are immigration offices not in every town but in, in all the major cities, mm-hmm. and and of course getting to a major city is pretty easy here because there is a an elaborate public transportation system, and so if you live in some small town, you can get on the train and go to Rotterdam or to Amsterdam or to wherever. I, I think it's convenient. It's all in a system. Some genius designed the system and they use the system. And it should be easy given the technology that we have in this this disdain. As an example, um, during the pandemic, I had some kind of like cross up with paperwork stuff about uh, it was either unemployment compensation or it was some kind of status for unemployment status. It was some kind of thing. And I didn't know who to get in touch with. And the um, state offices were so overloaded that, like, you literally just couldn't get through on the phone for, like, a week. Like, it was just a busy signal. That's crazy. Um, That's nuts. Yeah. And uh, the website was also down. So I was like, I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, well, I'm going to email and call my state senator, like, my representative in the state government who has an office a two and a half minute walk from where I live. Right. That she's never in. Because she's always in Sacramento. And so I called and I emailed. I didn't hear back from her office with with a completely inadequate response, of course, for like six weeks, man. Wow. We can argue about like what the solutions are or what kind of government system we want or economic system. But like every person in the world can agree that that's not acceptable. Six weeks is a long time. (laughs) Or whatever. Even if it's two weeks, man, it's like you have a representative in government. You need to be able to talk like what if you have a problem? That's what they're there for. Yeah. You know, obviously everybody knows like all these things are screwed up, but so anyway, talk about, talk about other micro frustrations. <laughs> Tell me more. All right. Well, I, I mentioned the burn, burning of the cake, right? Right. What kind of cake? Tell me about this cake. It was, it was supposed to be a simple loaf pan cake. It was actually quite good. You, you know, making lemonade out of your lemons or whatever. I thought you were making cake. I, uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what what happened, but the cake got burned. It took less time to burn it than the recipe suggested. If there's one thing I've learned this past week is that you can't trust a recipe. Anyway, I I cooled it off. I cut off the burned parts, and then I made a frosting. And I don't know what it is. I'm a pretty I'm pretty good at baking things. So when I fail, I really I take it a little bit too hard. But one thing that I'm not particularly good at is making frosting. And I don't know what it is. I don't know why I can't do it. I have the same problem with cooking rice. I always screw up the rice. <laughs> but the frosting looked like a war crime. It was just, <laughs> it was, it tasted great, but it looked, it was disgusting. It looked disgusting. We all ate it and we all enjoyed it because it was cake with, you know, a buttery frosting. But it, I don't, I don't understand. I guess I, I need to take frosting lessons or something. So yeah, you take the good with the bad. It's nice to to, pre- to prepare a delicious dessert for your family, but I, I didn't, I mean, why does it have to be so ugly? And so why did I have to burn it? Like it's, I, I, this is what I'm talking. These are just some micro Daddy, why is there pain? <laughs> that's why. That's I, I want to make sure this is labeled as a micro disappointment. Like, you oh, know, clearly, it, yeah. It still ended up okay, but it's it's stuff like that. An, another another thing that has been going on the past the past well uh, two three weeks 
making appointments with the cable company. First of all, they just blow me off for the first one. I signed up for a new subscription with a, a new company and they said, okay, that's great, but this company runs the line, so they have to come and check it. Every day I call and I'm forwarded to different people. Every day I call and I say, hi, it's me again. I would like to make an appointment. They're like, oh, okay. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry, sir. I, I understand. It's really frustrating. And, and then, oh, 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 what's your number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that on file. Okay. Yeah. They'll call you back within two hours and they never call back. And then I call back and I say, oh yeah, nobody called me back in two hours. Oh yeah, yeah. They're going to call you. They're going to call you as quickly as possible. They don't. And then I'll call the company that I actually have the subscription with. They say, oh yeah, we don't know how long it's going to take. They always say, ich darf nicht sagen, ich darf nicht sagen. And that means that they don't dare to say. And <laughs> wow. that's, that's, that seems very high stakes for the cable exactly. company. That's, we dare not speak the time's name. Every single time they say it, I crack up. I'm just like, what, what do you think is happening here? I just like, I, I, <laughs> I know I see the guys in the neighborhood. I'll, and literally the thing is they installed the, the fiber lines, you know, for fiber internet. They've been they've been upgrading the entire infrastructure over the course of the past year. And they installed the lines in my house in December. And the company keeps telling me, oh, but you need to have the thing installed. And I was like, listen, it's here. Mm -hmm. It's been here since December. I don't know what you need the other company to do, but it's here. And another guy even came by and confirmed that it was here. Like he had the green shirt on and everything. Like I, it was the guy from the company. He said, yeah, you're all set. I didn't even ask him. Like he just came and told me just because he's a nice guy. Then I started making appointments and now I don't hear anything from any of them. You know, I want to switch over companies because it's cheaper, but evidently that's the lesson. There's no way to get a deal. There's no deals out there, man. There's no no deals out there. So yes, like I start to recognize their voices. I know Ugh. the voices of the people on the phone because I call there so often. Wow. It's maddening. It's maddening. Has, has any of them been like, hey man, read a book? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> so if I didn't have Kelly around, like I literally just would not have any of that stuff. I'm like so lazy and spoiled. It's just like when like systemic confusion enters the fray at all, it's just like, I'm done. I'm not dealing. Like it's not worth it. <laughs> I feel like she makes fun of me with this, but it's true. This is the way I feel, whether it's justified or not. Like I feel like I'm just a sucker and being taken advantage of. It's like, why am I putting up with any friction at all to give these people a bunch of money that's way more than they deserve for what they're selling. Like, like what they're selling you is free for them, man. It's just like, yeah, if it were just me, like I maybe would manage to have the internet, but like cable, probably not like mm -hmm. working gas line is, is questionable. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you, I, I, I would need that. But if I go to a restaurant and it's like restaurants now, I don't know what it's like there, but in America, there's a lot of like cutesy shit where it's, uh, we do it this way. And there's like signs telling you about this. This is how to, and like, like what, what, like what, how to, how to order or like they have a culture in the restaurant. Like, both of those things, okay. like both of those things. And it's just like, dude, I shouldn't need your restaurant to explain to me how a restaurant works. <laughs> I agree. I see way. that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, I'm out. This is not worth it. I don't want to partake in or purchase this experience, whatever it is. Like, yeah. So yeah, my my fuse for that kind of thing is like exceptionally low. Yeah, well, depending on when you catch me, mine is too. Like I'll have conversations with these people, these people where I just say, "So you're completely powerless, and I'm completely powerless. Why are you even there?" And yep. they're just like, "Sorry, sorry, Manair, sorry, Manair." They're there to not do anything. The the people that really make the money off those companies make more money paying someone to do nothing <laughs> than 
helping you get what you want because what you want is what actually costs them money. You know, a corollary to all this is like, I try to be very conscious about not needing things. If I feel like I need something, like I really start to recoil from it because then it has just like unacceptable power over me, you know? And I mean, a lot of that stuff is unavoidable, obviously. And I'm sure there's like deep psychologies involved with that, that, that remain unexamined. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not even that I need this. It's just that it's cheaper and it's faster. So I signed up for it and now I kind of wish I just kept, I mean, yeah, the other company is not going to turn me off until this company says we hooked it up. It's fine, but it costs like, I don't know, 15 bucks more per month, I think. And I guess, I guess it's worth it because you don't have to deal with anything. That's what you get for trying. (laughs) (laughs) Disappointment. Disappointment. But in this case, the failure is not mine though. The failure is definitely theirs. Right. Right. The failure is system wide. The failure is, I mean, the failure is like, we all, we're all convinced we need this thing that we don't need. And like, dude, I need the the, internet. No, we need the internet, but like the cable, I don't know. The history of, uh, capitalist economics is like, generally speaking, convincing people to buy stuff they don't need. I I don't think that's controversial. The internet. Yes, we need it. Which is why the internet should be nationalized. It should be a utility. That is that is a good discussion to have. I, I not today, but yeah. <laughs> oh, can I? Can I? I don't know if this is an on-air question, but I'm going to ask you. Yes. I, I, first of all, I'm going to say I don't know if everybody realizes this, but whenever I talk about Ed, who does audio stuff for the show, this is Ed. He does audio stuff for the show, but because he's on va- he's on vacation right now. What exactly do you plan on doing for this show? Or you're going to clean up your own audio and then. Uh, Oh, I was going to do just the post on my stuff and send it to you. All right. Yeah. So there you have it. But on uh, normally he'll do all manner of cleaning up. So you don't hear that or 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 that. He, he cuts out a lot of dead air. He cuts out a lot of long pregnant pauses. He cuts out, <laughs> he cut, he cuts out a lot of stuff. He's doing God's work. Uh, and it's uh, it saves me a lot of time. <laughs> so you can thank him in the comments. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I feel like working on this with you has gotten me to a point, like literally, not exaggerating, like has gotten me to a point where I'm good enough at this to reach out to other people and try to like freelance doing it. I'm glad that I could be a part of the magic that is Boomcast. Oh, you are <laughs> more than a part of it. <laughs> and and uh, but also it's the kind of thing you just have to do. It's like working out if you want to. Well, it's funny how like I had all of the audio knowledge, right? Yeah. But like it, it's funny how like it's just so workflow dependent developing workflow and yeah. like is the difference between spending an hour and spending literally 12 hours <laughs> yeah, no, tell me about it so yeah it's that kind of stuff that you have to have confidence in like i told you i bought a new program the other day because it had a thing that was going to be very useful for me yep knowing where your time sucks are and like if i can eliminate you know x percentage of time blah 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 the time adds up quickly. You know, if you're doing small spots like five minutes or, or whatever, it's you don't even notice it. Right. You can you can streamline your workflow and who cares? Because we're talking about minutes. But when the raw the raw footage, the I don't know, do you call it footage? The raw recording is up to three hours long sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's that's crazy. It's a, I. You just gave me the great idea. You would call it raw audio, I believe, but 
I think we should probably start a company called Radio. Radio. Don't say <laughs> and dude, We'll figure dude. out what the company does later. But <laughs> We can't keep that on there. Someone's going to steal that. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Radio can be both. We can have Radio IO, which is an audio company, and then we can have Radio EO, which is I'm guessing adult performers doing rodeo <laughs> would be my, my my instinct on that. Excellent. My mind was going to raw dogging. <laughs> What's that, daddy? Different kind of rodeo, my man. <laughs> this is a family show. Um, family show. Well, you know, kids, ask your parents. No kids would ever listen to this show. No, I know. This it's hard the- enough to get their parents to listen to it. <laughs> Do you have a sense of like people that you know? Do they like listen in the car with their kids in the car like when people... i'm sure some i'm sure somebody does but i think most people listen on headphones while working out or walking the dog or something yeah if i may bring it back around a, a bit it's a very small triumph but kind of a triumph for me since the last time i was on the show is seeing a pathway to doing something professionally that i would not want to die doing mm-hmm. and also kind of seeing a niche where i could be able to do that and also feeling confident enough in my skills to be able to do that that's pretty solid 33 percent better chance of not having to go get some terrible soul-sucking minimum wage job right on this year which is uh you know small victory man that is a small victory and it'll be a big victory if you know when you land that well that's a process like it's, i i know <laughs> uh, yeah obviously you know yeah you know if i could like have like the job that makes me want to die for 20 hours a week instead of 40 that's a small step I guess. Yeah, indeed. And and that's kind of how I feel about this. It it takes up a tremendous amount of my time. It makes me precisely negative money. <laughs> but I I and it and it perplexes me and sometimes disappoints me because I can't always tell what people are responding to and I've kind of to the point where I I I I guess I don't really it's not that I don't care, but I'm I'm, I'm not as concerned with that at this point. I don't think you should care too much. I think that I mean, like, I, well, I do because I want people to listen, and I would like to monetize. But sometimes I get feedback, and it's clear to me that the person has put a lot of thought into the fee- feedback, mm, and they mm-hmm. and they under not only did they put a lot of thought into it, but they understand. Like they say something that makes me think. Yes, they totally get it. Like they've decoded it, and mm-hmm. and it doesn't always happen. And sometimes it does, and when it does, it makes me feel like. I'm not wasting my time. And that's, I just don't want to feel like I'm wasting my time. Well, I think that, I mean, you and I, I think have talked about, like, I think that the show is the best when you are personally interested. Like when you forget that you have a point to your show and you're, <laughs> and you're, you're engaged, like when you're engaged, it's like well, that same kind of thing is making Well, let's see how of... this show does. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't assume that I'm being engaging to you, but you know? <laughs> I think with any kind of like creative endeavor, it's like, if you can get that kind of like stepping out of stepping out of consciousness kind of effect that's like that's when you're at your best that's when you know you're flowing and obviously you know you have to balance that with other considerations for a podcast with a certain kind of assumed audience demographic yeah shall we say and also like honestly man i'm glad you get feedback from other people because that's kind of like for a creative person like the rarest it's so it's it, I'm not saying it doesn't happen a lot, but it's <laughs> no, but that's the thing. It doesn't happen a lot. Dude, I've made music for like, you know, since I was like 13, man, like he, on and off here and there. Like, dude, you can like what I'm doing. You can tell me you hate what I'm doing. Just like 
tell me that you hear what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like just, just like have, have some kind of response. It's like, that's what I think people are like the kind of egotist part of art and artistry just wants some feedback, just wants some response, wants some critique. You know? Yes. What kind of critiques have you gotten? Most of the time it's like, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What, what kind of helpful critique have you gotten on the show? We were hanging out with a friend and he hadn't listened and I'm hoping that he'll be a guest in the future. Mm-hmm. And what we, we we talked, and after listening to an episode, he would give me specific feedback about about that episode, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Dude, this is awesome!" I can't like, and, yeah. and he was just like, "Yeah, you know, yeah, you went a little long on this, but like, I understand it was fun for you, but maybe not so much for everybody else." <laughs> <laughs> but you know like he would talk about how he really appreciated the things that the guests were saying or how he would relate to it or he liked the way I did something like very specific things about specific episodes and I really appreciated it that's fun to have yeah for sure because he yeah he yeah he was clearly taking the time yeah well so this episode is sort of becoming the state of the pod the state of the gym yeah the state of my psyche yeah. I was going to ask you before, because you're talking about like the small stuff that makes you angry. Yeah. But I know that's something that you've been like more consciously being aware of and oh yeah, dealing with for yourself. And I was wondering how the self-evaluation was, was mixing with a period of like not being super happy with your situation. It's not great, but it's also, <laughs> it forces me to think about it more. And I can I can tell you that I often feel like I'm making progress in that regard, and it's like trying to uh, trying to curb my sometimes naturally hot headed responses to things. And but here but here's another success failure failure thing. I feel like I'm making progress, but sometimes people will tell me that I'm not making progress. What people? People who would know. <laughs> Friends and relatives or professionals friends and relatives <laughs> they don't know <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what's going on in my head man but they can also they can tell me what their perception of my 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 stuff is so like, i have a lot of work to do i have a lot of work to do and but i i while i feel like i'm i'm making prog- progress it's not necessarily manifesting itself in the real world gotcha yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well that seems that seems normal for that kind of that kind of self-work. Yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. That's for, for sure. You are a terrible person. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of, and then I, I kind of end up feeling that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But um, I'm super fun to hang out with. You are super fun to hang out with. You're an awesome guy. Uh, I've known you just about as long as any other person non-related human being yeah yeah it's been a while um and you know i can certainly relate to being disappointed by myself and those around me (laughs) (laughs) and 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 also i can uh i don't know if you have this but i i understand how i i too can be disappointing to them yes yeah i'm disappointing to myself and that's that's the big thing right like that's yeah that's the big thing i it, it Yes, that's, I've kind of been having this theory for a while where it's like, I think it's really good to be self-centered, just not the way that people mean it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you, we, we should be our own compasses and guides for things. And like, it's pretty hard to fool yourself. I agree. And it's very, it's very rare that someone calls me out for something that I don't already know I'm acting inappropriately. Yep. 
Yeah. And some some it happens sometimes where I'm like, oh, oh wait, I didn't realize I was doing that. But most of the time I know I'm doing it. Right. Right. Yeah. It's hard. I see, I get into trouble with people when I don't know that I'm like I actually feel justified doing it and like it's very rational to me. Uh-huh. Um which sometimes it is, and sometimes in retrospect it's not. But like that's when we get into, the, and somebody's like, "You're acting like an a hole," and it's just like, "No, I'm completely justified to be it. Like everyone around me is being an a hole right now uh-huh. for pretending that I am wrong." <laughs> <laughs> Don't they see? <laughs> everyone in this room is intentionally pretending that I am wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they know that I'm not and they just won't admit it so their world won't collapse <laughs> oh man I, I, on that note I'm going to I'm gonna we're gonna stop uh, okay. I have to eat food I have to go tend to the people that I live with at um, least you let me finish on my best foot. That's, thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> well, I, I feel, like, I feel like I feel, uh, I feel like just like shovel more coal onto the onto the Ed fires. <laughs> all right, well, I can end by saying thanks for all the services that you provide me and the good people who listen to this show. I enjoy it. If I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to remain optimistic and say that by the time you're listening to this, I will have taken a job and I will be gainfully employed there's a chance that that it's not going to happen but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing the show I'm going to keep trying to do it there's a chance that I will not be able to handle the workload in that case I might just go down to once a month I don't know that all remains to be seen but I'm going to continue trying to do the show and I hope that you continue listening and I hope that Ed continues to help me with sound stuff do you have anything to say before you go Ed no good luck on the job. Thanks. I hope it works out. Me if too. it doesn't work out, it will make you stronger and matter and you will find something better. Thank you very much. Uh, boomcast.com. Boomcast.com. B-O-O-M-K-A-A-S. Dot com. Audio editing. Post-production. If you want to send me something just to take the room reverb out of your file, I can do so. It makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference. I'd love to do that for you. You don't think it matters. It does. But it does. It really, really does. It really does. It makes it infinitely more listenable. Yeah. And if you listen, if you A-B it, you're going to want to vomit when you hear the, the, the one that came before the processing. It's true. You don't know what you can't hear on your recording that I will hear. Once you hear it, you can't unhear it. It's true. <laughs> you can also go to feelfreetodeviate.com. There's a whole list of episodes and stuff there. You can visit at feelfreetodeviate on either Instagram or Facebook. I'm mostly an Instagram guy. Hey, you know what? You can even link in with me on LinkedIn, but I'm not there as Feel Free to Deviate. I'm there as Jim Turbert. Thanks for uh, thanks for bearing with me. I hope that this was uh, an okay episode. I feel like we got sidetracked. I feel like we didn't dig into. We didn't. We... we didn't. It's it's. This is definitely a hardcore deviation. Goodbye, everybody. Good night, Moon. <laughs> Good night, nothing. <laughs> <laughs>